everybody. Welcome to the Hello Game Day podcast. We are lucky enough to be joined by Josh Battle today as the Saints head into their first final series in a few years. Uh, Ponchy Boy, let everybody know about Joshy Battle. So the, the, uh, the usual uh, introduction we like to give, he's a Halebury College boy from the APS. He played in the Dandenong Stingrays in the TAC Cup and he was picked up pick 39 in the 2016 National Draft to St Kilda. Once again, we actually didn't brief him on giving us a hello game day. So if you give us a hello game day, Joshy, that'd be great. Yeah, hello game day. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, sorry, that's probably the one thing I should have told you before the, the start of this podcast. But, um, mate, we're going to get straight into the stitch-ups. And I'm sure you are prepared for that because a few of the other Saints boys have been on and we've given them a bit of a rinse. So the first one we wanted to know, or a few boys wanted to know, why did you shave your head at the start of this year? What happened there? Yeah, so um, at the start of the year, obviously, uh, when, when things went pear-shaped back in Melbourne in lockdown, me and a, uh, me and a mate of mine thought it'd be a good idea to uh, try and put a bit of colour through our hair. And um, yeah, so he, he thought instead of going to a hairdresser's that we'd do it ourselves because we're in lockdown. So... We went to uh, went to some hair joint, got some got some stuff, and yeah, rinsed it through our hair. And um, yeah, mine his was not too bad, come out like pretty blonde and stuff. Mine was full red, and <laughs> I, I did not want a bar of it. Looked horrific. Um, pretty much the same hair as I got now, just full red. So then I thought, why not shave it? <laughs> I shaved it. And um, as I got out the shower, it was still full red, shaved. So I had a shaved <laughs> red head. So then I thought, all right, well, I'll dye it again and try and, and, try and get it back to my normal colour. So as I did that, um, yeah, that, that didn't work. I actually burnt a little bit of my scalp. So, um, yeah, that wasn't great. So it was, it was, yeah, it was a bit of a balls up, really. Uh, it's absolute disaster. Us boys with the darker hair, it's uh, it's a bit hard to uh, change the colour. So I, I did the same thing, and I was pretty much the same result, except I copped being a bit ginged for a little bit. So that's uh, one of the stitches. Now another one, mate. We've got a few nicknames that have come through. So please, I'll just I'll say the nickname, and then each one just kind of give us a, a quick description. So the first one's Pretzel. What's going on there? Um, yeah. So Jack Nunes called me Pretzel. Um, I got knocked out a few times. I think in two thousand eighteen. And he reckons I, I used to just, he goes, when I got knocked out, I was in the rooms after the games and um, I was talking to him and just, I think I said the same thing to him about four times. And then he said, mate, you're pretzel. So pretty, <laughs> it was pretty shit, but it stuck. And uh, <laughs> That's... Now, now a few of the boys here, obviously news is gone, but um, a lot of the boys still call me pretzel here. Uh, that's the best way the nicknames come up. So another one is horse. Can you talk us through that? Um, yeah, well, <laughs> me and, um, me and Timmy and memory call each other horse. Um, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I can imagine where that's going. Now the, ne- the next nah, one is, yeah, well, three yeah. <laughs> yeah, the next one is choppers. Um, yeah, well, it was- Fair few boys that are caught on the old chompers. One of the line coaches here, and Hamill thinks he's pretty funny. And um, yeah, he reckons I got I got teeth like um, Tony Jones. <laughs> and 
<laughs> yeah, so he gets into me and uh, a fair few of the boys now call me Chompers. He's got his little boy who's about two. Um, he's here at the resort and he runs around. He's, G'day, Chompers. <laughs> so <laughs> he's got his family calling me Chompers and he's got his little girl, Isla, who's four as well. They all just call me Chompers now. So that's that's yep. stuck. They're all absolutely elite. And now the, the fourth one is it's 41. So I'm not too sure if that's a, a, a number or a jersey number or what to go with that. Yeah, well, it's pretty planned. But me, and, um, me and JB, Jack Billings, obviously come on the show a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, we call each other Fort One just because 26 and 15. Equals Fort One, so that's what we call Fort One. There you go. So we clarified. I'm glad we clarified all of them. Now, um, apparently, you've got a Jade tattoo on your stomach, and you got it when you're 18, which stands for Josh. Apparently, is that true? Uh, Oh well, yeah. It's a little. It's more sort of yeah, down below, a little bit near my groin, the start of my groin. So yeah, I think when um, yeah, I got it when I was. When I was 15, I went to um, one of our one of our my brother's mates who had has his own tattoo gun, and um, yeah, he he got Nan and for Nick, and I ended up getting a J for Josh. So that's pretty that's shit out. That's pretty much. How did that go down with the parents? Well, I, the reason I only really got it was because before I left. Um, I went with my brother because he was 18 at the time. And I said to mum, mum goes, oh, where are you going? I said, oh, me and, Nettie, me and Nick are going to get tattoos. And she said, oh, well, you're not because you're 15. And I said, no, well, I'm going to get one. And she's like, well, you're not because you're 15. And I said, well, I'm going with him, so I'm going to get one. <laughs> and then <laughs> I ended up getting one, come home, and she wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah, and my dad also sprayed me because he, he was flat that... <laughs> I thought he was going to spray me. He was just flat that we didn't keep him in the loop. He's like, why didn't you tell me what you were doing? <laughs> so, so your mum was feeling your dad was all aboard. Yeah, he was all uh, aboard, but he was just flat that we didn't tell him that we'll go and get him done. Now, so I think he might have come along too. Maybe got one. <laughs> what, he, would his, he would have got his letter as well? Yeah, well, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Now, another one with the parents, mate, and your mum might not have been too happy about this. I've been told that while you were living with your mum uh, and you live pretty close to the uh, supermarket across the road, you decided that you'd use her car instead of yours to save money on fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're getting that from, but that is false. <laughs> well, that's, probably, someone's probably thrown a bit of mail in. We get that at times, so... I'll, I'll leave that one as well, it is. I no, uh, I have I have borrowed it a few times on longer drives though. Just to clarify <laughs> that. But yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, now another one we got to, I got told to ask you was um, about Shane Warne being your dad in Bali. <laughs> so what's the story there? Um. Yeah. So last year, last year we went on. Um, well. Me, me and my brother went away with a few mates of ours and then um, there was a few families as well that come along at the start of the trip. So my old, my old man, um, who like, we get on really well with, he, he come along with, a f- with us and a few other families who we all get along well with. So, um, yeah, it was really good. And we had, we had an absolute ball. Um, dad's, I think, I don't know how old dad is. He's maybe 57, 57, 56 or something. He, can, he acts like he's 21. So, 
um, yeah, it was it was pretty weird. I don't know how many dads would be going out. We, like he was, he was coming to Mexicola with us, obviously <laughs> join over there. <laughs> he even ventured along to La Favela a few nights. <laughs> so yeah, he was getting amongst it. And then one day we went to um, we went to Mississippi, and there was I don't know who was playing there, but it was it was a packed house, and um, there was a few boys there on a box. They were having a box party and. There was maybe, I don't know, 25 of them. And then my old man's got, he's got a little bit of a wrench through his hair, sort of the blonde tips. And um, he's got, yeah, some white white chompers as well. So um, someone called him Shane Warren. He's, he's got a little bit throughout his, um, or just throughout his life because he loves the blonde hair and the um, white teeth. So someone called him Shane, Shane Warren and then, um, like, yeah, he just went along with it. And then anyway, so that was at the start of the day and like, he gets a little bit, so he was just like laughing and that. Anyway, so we were, um, me and one of my mates who Moose knows, Trent, we were out the back just um, just talking to some people and then we heard a chant going like, warning, warning. And we were like looking at each other like, like what's, can you hear that? And then we've looked at each other and it kept getting louder and louder and louder. Anyway, so we've we've ran we've like sort of ran around just to see what was going on, and it was dad at like the end of the pool, and like there was just heaps of people like gathering around, chanting, warning, and he's there at the at the end of the pool, just like pretending to be him, <laughs> comes in, falls, and everyone just went ballistic, and um, yeah, it was unreal. Everyone jumped all over him, and yeah, we we all loved it, and then um. Yeah, it was it was quite funny, mate. That's a ripper. He sounds like a stallion, so I can see where you've absolutely got that uh, side of yourself from. <laughs> now another one, and this is one of the last ones from me on the podcast. As I said, we had um, we had JB on, and so he could have been known to take pride in their ownership of cars. JB <laughs> saying he's a part of the Rav Four, so you knew this question was going to come. Talk us through how you ended up with the car being dubbed the Green Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've been getting that much stick for it actually been bringing it up in memes and stuff but um, so yeah my my first car was a Commodore and uh, my uncle gave it to me it was a um, green Commodore so I was just grateful you know that I got a um, I got a nice like nice car and um, and yeah I was I was I was allowed to drive to school I was 18 so I was driving to school and um, like the AFL come out and shoot at a just a thing I'm potentially next year getting drafted anyway. So they saw my car there and decided to do a whole segment on like this <laughs> green machine. And they scrapped, we, we filmed for hours about everything, like how, what it's like being at school, doing other stuff. Anyway, they've put the whole segment and named it after a car green machine. And um, yeah, I'll be able to never live that down because it is horrific. And um, yeah, the boys just rip into me and, um, yeah, it's quite embarrassing. Yeah, I, uh, I, I watched the, the videos because a few of the boys sent it through to me. It was definitely um, scripted too, just to, just to clarify. <laughs> because some of the stuff that's in there is no good. I had a good laugh. And um, I was going to say, apparently one of the opposing players from a team asked if the Green Machine was playing today. So I've heard that from one of the boys. That uh, I think it was Sebi Ross when he, before he was at Secured or something like that. But is the Green Machine still purring today? I just wanted to know if she's still kicking. Um, 
no, I, well, I yeah, I gave it, I sold it on to um, like one of our family friends. So it's still kicking around, but yeah, I, <laughs> I was pretty glad to get rid of it, to be honest, just because all the flack I was coughing. <laughs> Long live the green machine and hopefully it kicks around for a lot longer. Now, you mentioned Trent before, and I do know Trent. He's a great man, and Ponch actually knows him as well, which we've just found out this week. So we actually both messaged Trent to get some stitch-ups. And, uh, <laughs> and then he chucked us in a group message and said, look, boys, I'm getting it from all angles here. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's chucked under the bus, which we love. Ponch likes to keep his sources close to his chest, but I'm a bit of a snitch. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now... Trent says that apparently you guys were having a game of cricket one day and uh, he was sledging you and really giving it to you. Um, and you're a good career player, but he said he was absolutely giving it to you um, and you could not handle the banter at all. Is there any truth to that? Um, yeah, well, we, we definitely we get pretty serious in the summer because he's a pretty good cricketer as well. Um, and he thinks he's fairly good too. So... We play a fair bit of backyard cricket and there's definitely a lot of sledging going, but yeah, I reckon I could handle what he's throwing at me because some of his sledges aren't great. So there's probably no truth. to elaborate on that story? What's that? So, uh, do you want me to elaborate on it? Yeah, can you elaborate? Yeah. Well, I think from what I gathered is that um, he was getting in here and you got, you got pretty salty. You, you took it a bit serious this time and... Yeah. With that, apparently, you wouldn't say anything back to him. You wouldn't talk to any of his, his um, little nips at you. And you, you uh, absolutely dominated the, the cricketing style, the batting, and you chased down the score and won the game. I think that's how the story went. Well, because, um, yeah, so it's a pretty short pitch. And now, yeah, well, he was, we bowl, it's maybe like 10 metres. So you bowl as quick as you can. And... Um, at the start, like in any cricket, backyard cricket, it's all a bit like you muck around and stuff. But then when someone wants to win, it gets pretty serious. And we play for things. We play for dinners. Um, just, yeah, anything, you name it, we, we, we play for it. And, um, yeah, he, he hit me in the head. So he bowled me a bouncer and hit me in the head. And, yeah, it pissed me off. So um, I, didn't, I didn't give him much after that and just really zeroed in and, yeah, chase his run, chase his score down, and then enjoyed uh, a free dinner and a few free beers from him. So thanks, Barney. That's elite. Now, this is one that I can be sure of because I've received it from multiple sources, and uh, we know that you lo- you're a good-looking rooster. You love a tan. You love to go to Bali and sit by the pool at Mississippi and and have a few. But one day, apparently, your mates have told you that if you smudge banana on yourself, that you'll get a nice bronze tan. What's the story there? Right. That did not happen to me. <laughs> so so one, one, of our, one of our good family friends, he's, uh, he, he rates himself too in the looks department. He's, he's 40, thinks he's 20. And he said to me, um, we're at his joint, if you put banana on yourself, <laughs> instead of using refoil, put banana on yourself. It um, it helps you tan, and I wasn't buying it. And he's adamant, and he loves putting mayo on stories. And I know who you've got this off. <laughs> and um, he was he's adamant still to this day. I tell him, mate, it did not happen. He thinks it happened, but I can confirm we did get another one of our cricketing teammates, um, and we put it on his back, and 
he definitely thought that it helped you tan and it was horrific. It was about four bananas on his back and he thought that instead of using reef oil, four bananas will make you look better. That's funny because what I've been told from multiple sources is that you got down to your budgie smugglers, got out in the sun, <laughs> slapped the rock banana. <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely not me, mate. We're getting, a, we're getting a few false ones here. Now, the next one I've got is that you're on track and you want to win a premiership this year, but apparently it's not going to be your first premiership medallion because you won one with Nary Warren North a premiership with them and you've absolutely robbed someone for their premiership medallion because you did not train, you did not play the prelim and you rocked up late to the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's true. I actually still feel bad. I um, So, yeah, I think it was two two or three years ago now we, we won a premiership at um, Narry North. I think I played four, four, game, four or five games for the year throughout and I was just trying to keep it under wraps, didn't really want to tell anyone. Um, that I was playing cricket, so, and we had a, um, I think we had a, so the grand final was a, um, on the Saturday and Sunday, and um, so the, 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 the captain coach rang me and said, look, mate, I think, um, so one, one of the boys went down at training, I wasn't going to play, one of the boys went down at training, did his ACL, so couldn't, couldn't play and couldn't bat, and then I thought, well, I might, um, like, if he if if he rings me and asks me to play, then yeah, I'll play. But so we had a we had a scratch match at um at the club on a Saturday, but I didn't tell him that. So he goes um he goes, mate, we're going to pick you. You can play. Just turn up on time because sometimes I'd be there late if we had training. I'd always get there pretty much just before we uh we'd run out to, to play, and that they were filthy on it, and that they'd always be ringing, mate. If you're going to play, you've got to be here on time, but. I had training, so it was just a little bit. Anyway, so he goes, mate, if I pick you, it's a grand final. You've got to be here on time. I said, yeah, no worries. Of course, I'm going to be there. But I didn't tell him that we, we, had, a, we had a practice match. And obviously, footy it was important. So um, I couldn't obviously leave, leave the footy club because to play in a pretty grand final. Um, so, yeah, I ended, up, I ended up playing the scratch match. And then we won the toss. And we were, we were batting, I think it started at 12 or something. The scratch match started at 11, so it, def- it finished by about 1.30. So cricket's already started, a couple hours in. And I'll, I'll, after the game, I quickly raced in because I knew I had to go and looked at my phone. I had about, I reckon, 17 missed calls. I'm getting messages where I think we were three, three for three or something. And um, we're in all sorts. And then, yeah, I ended up getting there at about, yeah, just, just before tea at like 3.30 or something. So I was, I was pretty late. <laughs> That is extraordinarily late. Now, the last one before I hand it back to Ponch, is there anything you'd like to say to whoever you uh, stole that medallion off? <laughs> yeah, um, I think Tommy Miller, was, he's, he's a good mate of mine. He was, he was in contention to come in. So, um, sorry, mate. And if you want it, you can have it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely stiff there. So... We'll ask a few more. That's all the stitch-ups, mate. So I hope you, uh, you enjoyed that element. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into some more serious stuff now. What was it like to get drafted at the end of year 11 in 2016-9 that you still had another year of uh, school left? Um, so, yeah, it was, it was uh, like at the time I was thinking, yeah, this, it's going to be pretty cool, I think. Um, you know, going through year 11, thinking um, the prospects of getting drafted 
um, and then potentially being at school and you have to do that. Obviously, I've spoken to a lot of clubs. They, they really advise me strongly to finish off um, to finish off year 12. So wherever I went, I was pretty much going to have to stay, stay put in Melbourne and finish off uh, my education side of things. But um, I probably didn't realise how tough it would be. Um, obviously, firstly, getting drafted and really loving that. I think I spent the first maybe two months of pre-season at the club and then um, we were just sitting down having meetings with the school and then I ended up um, starting my year 12 in um, December because like at, at um, private schools and stuff, they obviously start the year 12 in like no, November or whatever it is. So I missed a little bit of the start of that. And then the following that following year, my year 12 year, it was pretty tough because I think I only got to train um, once a week with the boys and then the rest it was all on my own. So it was hard in that sense, trying to build like relationships and stuff with guys. I'd, I'd be I'd be coming into school with my school bag, uh, coming into footy, sorry, with my school bag and school clothes on and um, copying a bit of shit from them and then... Um, and then, yeah, going, going to school and then having to duck off because I have to go to training. So, um, yeah, it's pretty tough. But, yeah, I, I was lucky enough. I was um, in the school holidays. Um, I was lucky enough to debut. So that was pretty cool. Mate, that's absolutely epic. And I will get uh, to that debut very soon. And uh, I read somewhere in 2003, I think, was the last person to do it before you. Brendan Goddard was the last year 11 to, to do a season. Uh, in year 12 so I was going to crack a gag about your parents actually making you pay for your year 12 school fees but I came across the fact that you already had a scholarship and it actually wasn't through uh, footy it was through cricket so can you talk us through how that all kind of happened? Um, yeah so I was, I was lucky enough to obviously get a get a cricket scholarship at um, Halebury and yeah, I was pretty fortunate I was just um, go, I went I was going attending Fountain Gate at the time and um, it, it's probably uh, not it's lot it's got its differences to to Halebury it's like man it's a it's a public school and then Halebury's a private school and um I, I was pretty happy at um Founding Gate just sort of kicking around and um yeah hang like going to school there it wasn't that serious I, I wasn't a massive fan of um doing much homework and I had a few mates there and I knew that they had a fair bit um of work to do there so that that was a challenge in itself but um yeah, getting a getting a scholarship um, to Halebury for cricket. Um, I think we had we had a fair few rep carnivals, and um, I was lucky enough to make make a few make a few scores in that. And then um, one day there was um, a few like selectors there, and a few people from private schools were there. And um, yeah, eventually um, had had a few meetings with them, and um, yeah, they decided to. I guess get me on board, and um, so yeah, the following year in year nine, I went to. That's when I started going to Halebury on on a cricket scholarship, um, and then yeah, got halfway through that, and um, then I, I I I couldn't play as much cricket for the school because we had um, I was having footy camps, and I don't think they knew that I played um, a heap of footy, and then I made the under sixteens big footy team. And then from there, they I sort of got shafted from a cricket scholarship to a footy scholarship. So, and um, yeah, didn't play much cricket after that for the school, and just played uh, a bit more footy for the school. Absolutely, and it's interesting because um, obviously making that transition, they didn't know about your footy, and being drafted at the end of year eleven. What what uh, how how early did you play a senior game for Halebury, and how did that first game go for you? Um, I, th I think I played in year nine 
against um, we played. I don't know. We might have played Scotch or something. And yeah, we weren't very good that year. We got we got flogged um, throughout. I think we only won maybe one game for the year against the bottom against I don't know who it was. But um, yeah, so that that was pretty tough um, that year. But then from then we uh, went on and went all right. Nice and. Finishing your last year still at Halbury, uh, what was your schedule like with balancing school and footy? Because you talked about it before, but, um, you know, was for yourself, were you kind of really focusing on the footy aspects or was there kind of a, a part of you or a part of everyone behind the scenes really pushing you with your um, studies that year? Yeah, uh, it was, it was um, the club were unreal. Like um, the communications I had with the school, I was... I was adamant that I just wanted to play footy and um, like, why do I have to finish year 12? Um, but the club was, was really big on making sure that you got a backup plan and it's not all about footy um, as much as everyone like thinks it is, that um, it, you've got you to have something up your sleeve and even now we're, we're all got to do something on our day off or do something um, to try and help you post footy. So, yeah, I found it... Um, pretty tough at times but then again it was um i had great people in my corner who really um really wanted to look after me and help me so yeah i'm grateful that um i did do year 12 at um in my first year no lovely mate and i'll ask this question because i was similar to you in the fact that i was given footy a crack but i wasn't good enough to actually get picked up so how did your vce score go because i wanted to know if you've joined the illustrious victoria secret crew of 30 or lower <laughs> No, nah, well, it was it was funny. So because I wasn't um, because I wasn't at um, school, like I was there, um, like maybe two two days a week, and just there different. Like my like I got I just got a I just got a pass and um, had to do like it was like scored differently because I had sacks and um, I could get like I wasn't doing sacks when everyone else was doing sacks. Doing I did all my exams at different times. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really like um, a normal sort of ATAR score. Okay, so, so was it was kind of I, I was one of the year 12 class anyway, really. Yeah. Oh, mate, I would have loved to have even got that, but I don't know if I did, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I probably would have been the same boat. I'll tell you, I had a few teachers that uh, definitely helped me out. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as you touched on before, um, playing your first senior game, uh, it's not only an incredible moment for yourself, but still being at high school, what was the extra layer of hype like with the lead into that? Um, well, yeah, I was, I was pretty lucky. I was glad I got a game in, um, in the school holidays because um, it was the first, first week of the school holidays. I remember at the time, Richo was a coach and um, he posed the question to me. He's come up to me and said, have, have you, um, is all your school work up to scratch? Have you done your homework? Because we had a fair bit of stuff to do over the holidays, and and then I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, well, you're going to play this week, mate. So we've got to make sure it's a lot to scratch, like mucking around. And then, yeah, I was lucky yeah. enough to play on the Friday night. We played Essendon. Um, we got flogged, and um, yeah, I didn't really get a kick. So it wasn't wasn't a great night, but it was um, yeah, it was good to to be out there. And um, yeah, that's that's how I started, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, after that, I was. It's probably already not fair enough to every bloke at school that you're such a good-looking rooster. But surely after getting drafted uh, and playing a senior game, you would have had to douse yourself in some serious bird repellent after, after that because all the birds would have been flocking, surely. But, nah. um, 
<laughs> I was just having a bit of a stitch <laughs> up with that. But uh, with your 2017 year, and this was interesting, um, assuming that St Kilda, you, you play in the reserves, that takes precedence of your, your school footy um, in 2017. I looked up the results and it turns out that you boys are actually APS premiers. And I saw Halebury won. So was it bittersweet not being a part of that? Um, yeah, it was a little bit. So it was it was actually funny. I think the the week I debuted, the grand flight, like the because at APS you just finished on top, and we had to win the week before. And um, I wanted to play in the obviously in the um, playing the Premiership side. So I was really pushing my case to for everyone to sort of like right. Oh, you can have a week off VFL and um, playing playing the school in the school game. So. But the club was adamant that I couldn't play. And then um, the reason why I didn't play is because I ended up playing AFL the following week. So, um, Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was actually wondering, I, I think, I'm not too sure if Matty Lloyd is the head coach at the time, but surely people would have been pulling strings to try and get you to play in that game. Yeah, they, they were, I think they were, um, they, were ringing, they were ringing around. But, um, yeah, it didn't end up eventuating. But... Um, yeah, we were all lucky enough. All lucky enough, anyway, to um, yeah, get the job done. Mate, that's unreal. So I'll chuck it over to Mercy now. Those are my uh, my questions for this little part. Beautiful. Yeah. Back. So, Joshy, at the start of this year, Ponch and I were both having a competition about who we reckon is going to be the biggest bolters of the year, right? And you're in absolutely fantastic form now. But I always think, telling Ponch, I was like, watch out for Josh Battle because he's going to move to the wing. I think I might have talked to you about it last year yeah. I was going to move to the wing I thought I had all the inside info but then you weren't playing in round one so I was just sort of wondering what happened because last year you had a pretty good year and then I was thinking that you were going to change up that position and hit the ground running but it seemed like a bit more of a slow start to the year than perhaps what you would have thought um yeah absolutely I think I played nearly every game last year I missed a couple with injury um and then so I was I played down back so rats come in and um he he um, threw the idea up last year when Mitch was coaching to push me down back. Um, so I went down back for a bit. Um, and then last year over the off-season, over the trade period, we got in Dougal Howard, um, another back. So, um, yeah, that, he was another – he's a tall uh, defender and sort of that's what I was playing last year. Carlisle was out for most of the year last year. So that was another spot there where um, I guess that, that, that was sort of my spot last year. And then – um, over this preseason, obviously those guys are right to go, and they're very good players. So um, it was just around um, like team balance sort of stuff, and then so they threw the idea up of maybe potentially playing on the wing. So um, it was just yeah, trying to. I've never played wing ever, so it was trying to learn that craft and um, couldn't forge my way in. I think for the first maybe um, I played round three, I think round three or four. So I was, I was emergency um, for the first few weeks and, um, yeah, I wasn't, um, wasn't really enjoying that too much because after the game, after the boys were playing and were going all right, so I'd, I'd, run, I'd run around um, out on the ground after the game. So, um, But, yeah, I'm, look, to be honest, it, it probably did help me um, with this year. It made me a little bit more hungrier and over the lockdown period, it, um, yeah, it definitely made me work harder and um, realise that things aren't just going to happen. You've got to really work for them. So, um, yeah, it's good. And you're killing it now. And um, one of the things that's been, like, 
abundantly clear about your game this year is your kicking is elite. Is that something you've always sort of naturally had? And your kicking is really good on both sides as well. Or have you been working on that? Or is that just a strength that you've had for a while? Um, yeah, it's funny. If you, if you ask my, uh, my brother and my old man, they, they thought when I was younger, I was absolutely going to be no chance because I was no good. So, um, yeah, it's probably um, my brother helped me a lot with, with, um, with that sort of growing up. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I've, I've worked pretty hard on it to be, um, to be, like consider an okay kick, so um, and I still am working hard on it because rats is really big on you've got to be able to use the footy well and um, kick on both sides of your body. Yeah, right. And your brother's Nick, he was a gun player down at the Dufton Eagles last time I checked, but he played a bit of VFL as well, didn't he? Or, or did yeah, he played, he he played a bit of VFL, but um, yeah, they won the flag last year at, uh, at the Eagles, so yeah. And um, what, what do you reckon your position is if you had to choose a favourite position? Because you played just about bloody everywhere except the ruck. Well, actually, I actually played a little bit in the ruck this year. And, uh, there you go. <laughs> who did I, I, uh, I come up against? Maybe Stanley or someone from Geelong and got absolutely nowhere near it. So <laughs> um, I won't be going back in here, I think. Um, but, yeah, I, look, I don't know. A lot of people ask me that question. But, um, yeah, look, to be honest, I'm not too sure. Like, I, I like it up forward. But then, um, yeah, probably, probably forwards ideally. But, um yeah, I'm just happy really playing anywhere. Well, you've been definitely getting noticed down back and on the wing as well with your elite kicking. Now, moving on into finals in a couple of weeks. It's pretty massive for the club. And, um, you know, is there a massive, like, shift in the game plan this year that's seen you guys have so much more success? Or do you think it's more the personnel that you've recruited? Or what would you say is the biggest difference? Yeah, I think a bit of both. I think um, the personnel that we've recruited, obviously... We've brought a fair bit of speed and you think like Hilly, Butts, Jonesy, um, and then Paddy with his with his ruck work, um, Doug down back, he's been unreal this year. So um, I think that's been that's been massive for us. But then just um, the ability for the coaches to let us let us use our strengths more and um, yeah, play to our strengths and really just back yourself in. That's been really a key a key message um, this year there. You're driving the car, so you just um, you just see what's fit and, um, yeah, really back yourself in and play to your strengths. So I think that's been really good. And, um, yeah, some, some of the players, as I said, and then obviously um, Maxi King, who's coming along um, up forward. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome. And just the, I guess the culture's um, been a real standout as well, how, how that's changed and um, just how well and connected everyone is. Um, so yeah, and, and the buzz around the group at the moment's pretty, um, pretty up and about. Obviously, we haven't played finals for I think ten years or something like that. So um, to play to play finals and um, yeah, play on the weekend will be will be massive. How, how are you feeling personally? I mean, it's your first time playing in finals, and it's like that long two week wait. As a fan, I'm nervous, but as a player, you must be like, you know, beside yourself with excitement. Yeah, I mean, everyone's excited to to see how much it means to some guys that have been around for long long time like um gears he was around when um obviously in the 09 and 10 final series and um and yeah just how much it means to him he's been through a lot and um some of these other guys that have been here for long sebi um jb they've sort of gone through that dull period and now um to be back up there yeah it's pretty it's pretty special just to see how much it means to everyone and all the saints fans who who um who are loving it as well yeah, and this year's been a weird one as well. Like, 
with the COVID and the hubs and everything, it seems like maybe for you guys, it would seem like it's like a home now. You guys have been there for so long and it's been such like a staggered season that it's like people would look at that and be like, oh, maybe it's not the best season to be, you know, playing finals or winning a premiership. But is the vibe still up and about? Like, are you guys still, you know, excited in the hub? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think now that families have come up and joined joined um, some of the players, that that's really been a real relief for them. Um, and then, yeah, just just the people that are embracing, embracing us up here, um, like the Noosa community, they got they got shirts made up calling us the Noosa Saints. So um, they're loving it up here. So and um, yeah, just just the hub we're in, it's it's um, it's good that we get to spend time with um, each other, and it's probably made us more more connected as a group, which has been good. Well, I can imagine if Noosa did have an AFL team, it would have no shortage of people uh, applying for the team. Maybe Noosa Saints is a good business idea now. Uh, We do have our guests also coming on with the um, fans. So before I uh, go on, I want to mention that there was a bloke who came second in the running to um, chat to you for a couple of minutes, Josh, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Um, But I wanted to give a mention, Jake uh, Clinkhammer, he told us that he couldn't come on today because he had an appointment at five because he broke his hand. And when we asked him what happened, it was because it was a game against West Coast in the last quarter and he said he got a bit angry <laughs> watching you boys play. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so, um, <laughs> yeah, so he just, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd give him a pump up because uh, <laughs> he's, he's obviously a passionate supporter. <laughs> yeah, well... Good luck with uh, with your recovery with your hand, big fella. Hope all goes well. I love it. You'll love that for sure. <laughs> so we've run a competition, guys, where we've asked uh, all of our supporters at Hello Game Day to enter and get the chance to tra- talk to Joshy Battle, give him, ask him a few questions. And the winner is Zoe. And Zoe is a massive Saints fan. <laughs> he is uh, very inspired by Josh Battle. And she also plays footy and hopes to play AFLW one day. So um, I'm going to hand it over to Zoe, and we may have slipped a little stitch up to her, but Zoe, <laughs> take the floor. Hello, Josh. It's very nice to meet you. Um, me and my dad have been a really like bunch of fans for like years, and yeah, um, just a few questions. Um, my first question is, how did you come to love the game of footy? Yeah. Uh, g'day, Zoe. Hope you're well. Um, yeah, I just I think my family. Growing up, um, I've been around footy for for a fair while, and um, yeah, my, my dad loved footy, and then my brother played footy, so it was just I just followed them and wanted to do anything my brother did. So yeah, um, and yeah, that's I guess how I started loving footy, and then um, pretty much played ever since I was maybe um, seven or eight. So wow, yeah. yeah. Um, my second question is: if there was a piece of advice piece of advice you could give to a young player like me um, wanting to play AFL one day, what would it be? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think we, we sort of get that a lot. And um, I think just just probably just enjoy it. Um, a lot of people say that now, even um, some guys that have, that have been in the game and um, go out of the game and um, who we speak to and they say just make the most of it and enjoy it um, growing up because that's why you play footy because you love it. So I think, yeah, yeah that's... That's what I try and say to as many people. Just, yeah, enjoy it. Thank you. And um, a little birdie told me that apparently you've got a superstition that you have to touch all of the walls in the rooms before the game. Do you want to tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's been getting a little bit of traction as well over the last <laughs> few weeks. So, 
um, yeah, I just have a few superstitions. I, I just touch a couple of walls here and there. Um, yeah, I don't have much. To look That's about it. I think we've all got something as like players that just makes us a bit comfortable for the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mine's just yeah, touching walls. Great questions, and we've got a member of the Hello Game Day podcast. The way you've uh, owned that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe take over Moose's job. Hey, relax. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for that, brother, for uh, letting us do that. One <clears throat> of the people, and uh, oh. it was always wrapped to be able to ask you a few questions. Yeah, no worries at all. Um, good luck with everything, Zoe. Thank you very much. Ponch, did you have something to say? You got your head in the camera there, like you want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> Is he frozen for you guys? He's just like this. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh. just sunburned, I think. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thank you very much, Zoe. Thanks for coming. Thank on. you very much. Good luck for the finals, Josh. Thank you. Cheers. See you guys soon. Bye. Thank you. That's the last thing I've got for you, Josh. I really appreciate you coming on and helping us out, man. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. Hey, and good luck with the finals, brother. I'm sure you guys are going to go well. It's a crunch match against the doggies. You guys are both in a pretty similar position, but I reckon the Sainers might edge me out. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, we beat the dogs. <laughs> <laughs>